Welcome back to Basic Brain Heart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho. The show is back from hiatus. I'm refreshed. It's a new year. It's 2020. We're ready to go. And uh, I don't know about you, but um, I feel energized. And uh, I've really been implementing a lot of the things that I've been learning over the last few years with this podcast and all these wonderful creatives that have stopped by. And uh, so I decided to start the year off with a little something different. I don't know about you, but um, every time we come to a new year, I'm always tempted to create these really uh, ambitious New Year's resolutions, but I know myself and I know that I just don't stick with it. So instead, over the last few years, I've been really trying to implement micro commitments in my day-to-day life, small bite-sized commitments that over time make a big difference and help me develop new, better habits or skills. And those have really, really changed my life to be quite honest. So a lot of micro commitments related to illustration skills um, and also health have really impacted me and and I've been able to stick with it because it's small, it's doable, it's not overwhelming. So one thing I decided to do is reach out to a lot of past podcast guests and ask them, what is one micro commitment you've made in your life that has made a really big difference over time? And I was really blown away by their response and the diversity of thought. So today's episode is a bit of a montage. I just said, hey, if you have something to share, feel free to just whip out your favorite voice memo app, record your thoughts and send it my way and I'll include them all in this episode. So it's like a montage of thought, which is incredible. So let's just go ahead and dive into the juicy stuff here because that's really what we're all about, right? So first up, We have Nora Toomey. Nora is uh, the director of The Breadwinner. She is on the leadership team over at Cartoon Saloon, which if you haven't checked them out, they are one of my favorite animation studios of all time. Absolutely absolutely breathtaking work. Uh, But Nora's uh, initial thoughts were really focused on her team, and I loved what she had to say. So Nora, take it away. So the type of things that I like to remind myself weekly or make a commitment to weekly uh, from a creative perspective is to make and create a supportive work environment for those around me. If you're working in a creative industry, then that um, involves a lot of trust. Creativity involves vulnerability and therefore you have to have a very supportive environment. So I try to encourage as many of my team members and I myself to try to be supportive. And that tends to yield great results when you have a team working together on something like storytelling. Um, I like to respect a structure that we have in place um, and support the people who are working within that structure to try to keep the communication channels open. Um, I accept that we're going to make mistakes daily, but that if we support each other through our learning experiences, it means that um, we make less huge mistakes, honestly. Have a wonderful 2020. Happy 2020, Nora. I love those words of wisdom and the, the fact that she focuses on creating a healthy team environment where everyone else can thrive and, and communicate, which then in turn sets her up for success is amazing. If you want to follow Nora, you can find her on Twitter at Nora, that's N-O-R-A 877. Next up, we have screenwriting duo, uh, Scott Beck and Brian Woods. You can find them on Twitter at 
Beck and Woods. They wrote one of my favorite movies in recent years, A Quiet Place, and also recently Haunt. And they are just on a roll. Lots of good things are coming their way after years of hard work. One thing I really love about both of them is that they kind of have the heart of a teacher. And after years and years of struggle, they love to pass on encouragement and sort of actionable uh, feedback for folks who are trying to make it in the industry. So let's hear what Scott and Brian had to say. So I, I personally, and I don't know about Brian, I've never really set goals for myself in January because I know that's the perfect way to set yourself up for failure. So when it, when it comes to writing, you have to constantly keep yourself honest. And I think part of that is knowing you're going to sit down at the computer, you've got a blank page and nothing's going to get written until you commit yourself to just experimenting and trying things. And I think that's what I always try to keep an open mind about is feel free to put something down on the page and revise it. You don't need to constantly, uh, you know, feel like it's perfect. Completely agree with Scott. It's funny. I was thinking the same thing. I'm not big on setting tasks or getting into my calendar and putting down deadlines unless it's an important deadline for work. But any artistic endeavor, the best way to stay focused is to follow what you love and make sure that you're really excited about it because anytime you're excited about it you're there each day showing up for the work anyways and for me that's the best way to get through it i love that the uh the advice to just show up get work done even if you're not feeling inspired or particularly creative that day just the act of starting something can get you there Ugh, they're just amazing aren't they next up we have one of my favorite people in the whole world um, artist kayla coombs now the last week has actually been really quite incredible for Kayla. She took what seemed like a really special freelance gig with a wonderful gentleman named Lee Lockler, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, and she uh, helped him come up with an incredible proposal video. Um, you may have seen the Sleeping Beauty proposal all over the internet. Um, Kayla is the wonderful artist behind much of the video, and it really went viral, and she's just such an incredible human being, and I'm so happy for her. You can find um, Kayla on Instagram at Kayla Coombs. That's K-A-Y-L-A-C-O-O-M-B-S. You will not regret it. So, Kayla, let's uh, see what you have to say. And I actually have a kind of interesting story when it comes to New Year's resolutions. So I'm kind of like you. I've never been a big believer in New Year's resolutions. Like, people often aim too high and they fail and then it makes you feel bad about yourself because by you know two weeks into the new year you've already stuffed up on a promise that you've made yourself so I was never someone that really was into them and then I when I first quit my science job I think that was in in about August 2016 and when I quit and I started doing illustration full-time I definitely wasn't at the point where I was good enough to make a living off it. So my kind of first step was like, I need to do a lot of research and practice and improve so I can get to the point where I can make this work for myself. But I was also the queen of procrastination. Surprise. So um, I think it was a combination of like, you know, being afraid to fail. I'd made such a huge leap and quit my job. And then it was like, now is now's the time for action. And if this doesn't work out, then I don't want to look stupid and also kind of not knowing where to start so for the the rest of that year I um I procrastinated a lot each day I'd make some kind of excuse as to why I couldn't draw you know I had to go out and get the right supplies or you know I had other like admin type stuff to do and I just made so many excuses and it got to the end of the year and I wasn't really where I wanted to be I'd improved a little bit but 
um, I yeah, I kind of looked back and I was like, mm, this is not this is not going to work if I keep doing this. So um, New Year's Eve, going into 2017, I was like, okay, for 2017, I'm going to draw every day, even if it's just a little scribbled smiley face on the corner of a napkin or a like rushed love heart. I'm going to put pen to paper every day of 2017. And that really skyrocketed my art. It, getting into that routine of just every day holding a pencil and thinking about what I was going to draw. And obviously some days it was a whole character. I was, you know, I started doing paid work that year. So sometimes there were big illustrations and some days they were just little scribbles. Um, but I made it to... This is not a joke. I made it to the 30th of December, 2017, and then I forgot, which was a bummer. So then my news resolution for 2018 was the same, but this time I was going to get to the end of the year. Um, and I was also so happy with the improvement that I'd made. So um, I did that again in 2018, and sure enough, life happens. And so I didn't get every single day, but I probably only missed a couple of days. And then I had the same resolution last year, 2019. And again, I didn't quite make it, but it builds that habit of, you know, thinking about art and thinking about drawing and making it part of your routine. Um, and so I still haven't successfully done a whole year where I've drawn every day. Um, but even just trying has been a huge help for me. And now I don't really mind that I haven't done a full year, you know, like stuff happens and you can't be perfect, but um, it gave me a good reason to just try and to not be afraid of, you know, drawing something bad. It was just like I had to tick this box. I have to draw every day. Um, and, and it was a good place to start. And often I would sit down and I wouldn't be in the mood to draw and I would be just ticking the box of this New Year's resolution that I, you know, was so sick of. And then it would turn into something that was, you know, one of my favourite things that I'd drawn that month or that year. Um, yeah, so that's my little New Year's resolution story. It's the only New Year's resolution I've ever had, and I haven't successfully done it after three years. Um, but I think that just, yeah, it just goes to show that you don't have to successfully complete your New Year's resolutions for them to make a difference. Kayla, my friend, that is sage advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. If you want to hear Kayla's full story of leaving the science industry really to become a full-time freelance artist, you can refer back to episode 34 where she shares it all. It's, it's really an interesting, uh, beautiful journey, and I can't wait to see where she goes next. All right, up next we have the wonderful Aaron Draplin. He's a legend in the design community, and man, is he just the most wonderful human being. Um, you can find him, if you don't already follow him, on Instagram at Draplin. That's D-R-A-P-L-I-N. And uh, let's hear what he had to say about the micro-commitments in his life. All right, there, Hannah Camacho. Here's Aaron Draplin coming at you from uh, Las Vegas to try to answer this for you. Well, I think... You know, what we've been experiencing the last couple of years is, um, you know, everything kind of comes to a head at the end of the year. I mean, you know, at that holiday season, everybody is, uh, you know, racing to get those gifts and things. And when that's done, well, well, we're kind of done, you know. So as the year, you know, progresses, um, you know, some of the things I'm proud of, you know, for first of all, for 20, 2019 was I, I took some time off in the summer. And then I took off a really good chunk of October 
which is a little different than, you know, 2018, which I just was sort of racing, you know, in 2018. So I'm proud that I made that time. Um, but, you know, moving into the new year, you know, because we have to, we kind of get to start over. I mean, everything, you know, from a fiscal level, you know, where it's a new tax, you know, uh, set of folders and new things and new stuff. It's just an opportunity, you know, to kind of, well, yeah, reset. And I like that. I like that. I know what you mean by these sort of like, ah, I'll just, you know, I, we all do it. You know, I'll eat like a goddamn beast all of December and then uh, I'll start anew, you know, in January. Well, um, I think it's a healthy thing, you know. Um, I, I take it as an opportunity to, you know, uh, do small, small things, which are just like get my data in order, get my computers cleaned off, get all the big files pushed over to the cold storage and, um, you know, kind of, you know, uh, take a look at the year, you know, from a, from a, a farther, a farther vantage instead of just, you know, worrying about week to week. Um, that's what January represents for me. So it's just a chance to kind of reset. I think it's a good, healthy thing. You know, you know, one of the things I did a couple of years ago was I went from, you know, LLC to an S corp. And that really made a big, big change, not only in what, you know, the taxes and things and the sort of structure, you know, what it could sort of save me, but more just in what I have to worry about. You know, I was doing it, you know, 95% of it on my own before, and that shit's gone now. Yes, I pay more, you know, to do that, um, but it's it's such a such a privilege to be able to afford to have someone to deal with it for me, you know, my, my accountant. And last year, she had it done, you know, in the first couple of weeks in January, and I used to wait and wait and wait and freak out. So, you know, that was something, that was a small adjustment I made. Um, and it's just really paid off in, in a giant, giant way to where, you know, it's just less and less worry. So I think, you know, over the course of the year, I'm making little things, little changes here and there. Um, but, you know, January, it is this weird reset. And I think if you can sort of be healthy about that and not expect, you know, uh, it to be this big, you know, I don't know, cleansing, you know, um, transformative thing and just take tiny little steps, then it can be a good thing. I think that's a healthy thing. Aaron, you're brilliant. I love those thoughts. I really appreciate the perspective of the fresh start and making those sometimes big changes, sometimes small changes that can make a big difference. And um, isn't he just the coolest? I think I could listen to him talk all day long. But um, if one of your New Year's resolutions is to take more notes and capture your ideas on the fly, definitely check out Aaron's Field Notes brand. Um, that's at fieldnotesbrand.com. It is the coolest notebook series you've ever seen. Of course, he's just a legendary designer with the uh, impeccable taste. Um, so check it out and definitely uh, grab you some of those. Next up, we have the amazing Alyssa Winans. She is a Google doodler. You may remember her because she was on the show recently and I had the loveliest time uh, getting to interact with her a little bit at Lightbox. She's just a wonderful human being. So uh, Alyssa, let's hear about your micro commitments. I do try to set time aside for at least a monthly drawing challenge every year. And that's actually made a huge difference to me just in terms of seeing where I'm at in my journey or like even in my year. Um, just because when you have to draw something for 31 days, anything, um, it's a good way of seeing where my head is at with the ideas that I come up with, but also where my hand is at and how easy things come out or how much struggle or how rusty I feel when I do that. So I find it really helpful. And also, even if 
I'm not making masterpieces and I'm just making small drawings, I find it still really helpful and I will still see improvement after a month. There's just something about putting your pen to paper a little bit every day that makes it easier by the end. Even though it's something I really only do once a year, it does make a difference and also can set the tone for things that I think about for the next year because I can always look back on the ideas and the changes that I made and how I worked during that month and incorporate it into any future project that I'm working on. Alyssa, darling, that is a beautiful thought. I love it. Um, I, I'm going to do the same. Um, if you want to follow Alyssa and her beautiful work, you can find her on Instagram at ALA Winans. That's A L A W I N A N S. And uh, she posts some of her gorgeous pen and ink work and other types of work. You, you Trust me, you won't regret it. Next up, we have award-winning choreographer and all-around amazing person, Kat Burns. You may have seen her work on things such as uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and so many other great shows. She is such a fun person, um, and uh, I really appreciated her unique viewpoint on making those micro-commitments and how they make a big difference. Howdy, hey, it's Kat Burns. Um, staying creative amongst an ever-changing schedule can be really difficult, and sometimes it feels like uh, you're just juggling a bunch of balls and, and you're lucky to keep them all in the air. So one thing I do every day, which uh, makes me feel like um, a, a superwoman housemaster, is make my bed in the morning. <laughs> it sounds quite silly, but uh, having a clean zen workspace slash house is the only way I can create. Like, I don't like clutter around me when I'm in the studio and things like that. So clean lines lean to lead, lead to clean lines and dancing. I mean, I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, it makes sense to me. But uh, yeah, my micro task that I commit to every day and totally nail every morning is making my bed. My, mom, my mama taught me right. Uh, another thing I commit to is playing. I've, I've still been doing, you know, non-paid UCB shows. So it's important to stay uh, connected to to what you find funny, to what you find fun, to what you find inspiring. So I take dance class, I, uh, and um, I make time to hang out with friends that inspire me. Micro-commitments. Make your bed and play. Got it. Thanks, Kat. I appreciate that. If you want to follow Kat on Instagram, you can find her at Kat, that's K-A-T, M as in Michael Burns, B-U-R-N-S. She always has the most uh, amazing stories. I love seeing all the content she puts out there. She's such a fun, wonderful person. Speaking of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, Donna Lynn Champlin of also uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend um, sent me a couple of thoughts by email. I'm going to read them really quickly here. She said, for me, Goals are very important to keep me moving forward and accountable to myself and sometimes others. However, I also think it's important to break down those goals into doable chunks. So I literally go day by day. For example, my overall goal might be to stop wearing the color blue forever, but my daily goal is to simply choose not to wear blue today. The trick is to wake up every morning and always choose not to wear blue until it's a habit and the choice is instinctual. But just taking care of today every day is a lot easier to achieve than trying to take on the rest of your life. I love that. It is such, it, you know, a, a lot of this is such a mind game almost, um, teaching yourself new habits or new skills. And I love that perspective. Thanks so much, Donna Lynn. Um, next up, we have 
the lovely Esther Pearl. Esther um, has background at, at, you know, legendary studios such as Pixar. And currently she is dedicating her time to Camp Real Stories, which is a camp that um, is dedicated to helping uh, female and gender nonconforming individuals sort of uh, learn the skills and tools to eventually break into the film industry. So she's doing incredible work and I really appreciated what she had to say. Hi, this is Esther Pearl, the founder of Real Stories. I love this question around what sort of micro commitments can you make and set to kind of help you achieve your goals. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, just as I think about my life and goals that you set maybe when you're younger versus when I'm in my mid 40s and a mother of two. And I feel that those of us who have many external commitments, often women are the caretakers of their families or extenuating circumstances that have to take precedence over our own creative pursuits, um, can make it feel like there are no times for us to have a voice and to take time out to really do something that is necessary, which is expound on our own creativity. And one of the things that I do is just to do it. I think for so many people, it's, oh, I need the perfect place to write, or I need to have three hours, or I need to have perfect quiet, or I need to be in an amazing setting. I don't have those things. (laughs) I have a chaotic home with um, my partner is another creative, and we have a teenager and a preteen. So sometimes it means I get up super early and try to spend 15 minutes just catching up on either a writing project or even sometimes menial tasks so you can get them out of the way uh, and get to having space in your day to do more things that are meaningful to you. I think a lot of what I do around creativity and trying to figure out the technological ways to support that is in my car. I spend too much time in my car driving children places and also just living a life that is car induced. And so how do we capture ideas that happen while you're driving in a way that is both safe, but also attainable. So I've been really trying to figure out those ways of like utilizing the time and space I do have and not punishing myself when I don't have time and space. And sometimes it's just really figuring out how to put one foot in front of the other and just get one thing or two things off of your list. And I do think it is different for women who have responsibilities of either raising children or caring for other family members because it can feel very luxurious to take time for yourself. And there's a lot of discussion in our society around self-care. And sometimes I think that is reflected in ways that just may seem like massages and mani-pedis. But for a lot of people, self-care is opting to do something that's creative or opting to take a vision that you have and putting it through to fruition. So I think it's important to recognize that self-care can also be something that's really vital for our rest of our society because if we continue to diminish women's voices and especially mothers' voices, um, you know, we're not going to see ourselves reflected fairly. So I think really the deal is, and what I like about this is the word micro-commitments because I think when we have so many different things that we have to do in the course of 24 hours in the course of one week it can be really daunting to say carve out 10 hours for yourself when really it is trying to carve out five to ten minutes here or there 
On a more practical note, I've been trying to meditate. Sometimes that is successful and sometimes it hasn't been. Um, But I think it's really good to try to figure out ways that I can quiet my mind so I don't just lean back and try to think about my to-do list and then that becomes paralyzing as well. Um, So I hope that helps. Thanks so much. Esther, that speaks to me as a working mom who is also a creative. I really appreciated you sharing those thoughts and I feel not so alone in the world. (laughs) So thank you. If you want to check out Esther's work for Camp Real Stories, check it out. Uh, it's at Camp Real. That's R E E L Stories.com. They're doing incredible work. Definitely support them however you can. Next up, we have just the most lovely gentleman who was one of our first interviews, Tom Moore. Now, it's Tom with two M's. So if you search for him online, that's the best way to find him. Tom has directed some of my favorite animated films of all time, um, such as Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea, and is a wonderful storyteller and incredible human being. And so I, uh, when I got the email from him, I couldn't wait to open the audio file to hear what he had to share. Micro-commitments are definitely the way to go. Rather than a big, overwhelming resolution, maybe just decide to draw in one page of your sketchbook every night. Generally, I find once the creative juices get flowing with a little bit of routine, you end up doing more and more. I've done things like set myself a challenge to do a self-portrait for half an hour every single day for a month, no matter what, whether I'm traveling whatever or maybe to um just draw like an inktober type challenge but just at any time not for inktober but just for myself or to do studies sometimes i say right every day this month i'm going to do a study of an artist i admire whether it's egon sheila or a famous animator or even somebody that i just know in work whose work i admire and that generally leads to more and more creativity but you need that little bit of discipline that little bit of routine but not something overly uh, massive that's going to overwhelm you just a little commitment and then that's like a little snowball that starts rolling down the hill and before you know it you've got this like avalanche of creativity coming down on you so that's what i would recommend anyway an avalanche of creativity sounds good to me thank you so much for sharing your thoughts tom so actionable so attainable and relatable i so appreciate it um if you want to follow tom on twitter you can find him at Tom, that's two M's at the end, uh, Moore, M-O-O-R-E, and he's always posting really fun stuff about what he's up to and what they're up to at uh, working their magic at Cartoon Saloon. Next up, we have Kim Adams, who, um, if you've heard her episode, you remember she uh, spent some time at Pixar and also at Facebook and um, is currently uh, starting out on her own adventure, and I really enjoyed hearing her thoughts because starting a new company is terrifying. (laughs) At least that's what I think (laughs) it must feel like. And uh, so I appreciated hearing her thoughts on this subject. So Hannah, what a great question. I'm totally with you in terms of um, New Year's resolutions. I don't usually make them because I feel like it's it's setting yourself up for failure. (laughs) Um, So but there are some things that I have been really present to over the last year. You know, I, um, I was working as a consultant on a on a project at Facebook up until March of last year. And then I um, overlapping a bit with that started my own company called Adventure Lab uh, with a co founder, and I've never had a startup before. So I've been thrown into this world of the beginner. Um, we were immediately thrown into an accelerator and um, going to hopefully be in another accelerator soon. But it's been this huge crash course. I, I feel like I just got an MBA last year <laughs> and a really condensed program. Um, 
you know, high stakes because we, of course, we're not taking salary for the first year. So lots of, of pressure at work and also at home. So it was super uh, intense year. And you can see why entrepreneurs struggle with, with depression because it is, it is rough, man. Um, really rough. So uh, there's a couple things that I had typically done beforehand that I relied on even more this year. And then there's a couple of things I became more present to. So I just thought maybe I'd throw that out there. So one of the things that I want to do more of this year is I want to laugh more. Um, I feel like I was in panic mode. I had had anxiety this year in a way that I hadn't had in, in many, many years. Um, the kind of, you know, wake up at night worried about stuff, anxiety. So I just feel like this year, um, I, I want to have more ease around things. I, I definitely want to laugh more. I mean, we can be under pressure. We can be under deadlines. But um, I just want to give myself that, that moment to just crack up uh, more often than I have been. So, and it's just a great tension reliever. So, um, and creates a much better culture than a super uptight environment. So I'm going to laugh more. Um, and I want to continue to ask questions. Um so I have I have three rings actually that I had made a couple of years ago and they each have a word on them. One is curiosity. And um I I realized that when I approach people being curious instead of accusatory, um if I ask questions that gives them a benefit of the doubt and um oftentimes informs me in a way that I wouldn't have been informed had I just tried to jump in and correct something or um, come at somebody more aggressively for a mistake. It's more like, oh, what didn't, uh, what didn't I understand here? Or maybe what wasn't I clear about? Or tell me about your approach here. Or, you know, just tell, tell me more before jumping in and uh, making an assumption about how something was done or why, why it was done that way. Um, so curiosity. Uh, the other word on my other ring is compassion. Um, so really focusing on, uh, again, connecting with people before correcting people um, and having compassion for others on the team as well as myself um, to be forgiving and kind, not just with everybody else, but with myself as well, allowing myself to be a beginner um, and others too. Because um, what we're up against right now, it's not easy. It's it's exciting and cool, but it's also really hard. So I think to get through it, there needs to be, um, with any kind of sense of ease, there needs to be room for forgiveness um, and being compassionate. Uh, the other uh, word on the last ring is ease. Um, so that's along the same lines, like, let's just not take ourselves too seriously. You know, as we get older, we have friends who pass uh, unexpectedly. And it just really is uh, a way to reset, uh, for me anyway, priorities and take a look at what it is I'm spending so much time and energy fretting about at the cost of not spending that energy with my friends and family and really making sure that I'm, you know, that I'm worried about the right things, realizing that worry actually doesn't help at all. Uh, let's see. The other thing, oh, was just hike. <laughs> I I really I fell back into, I love hiking and I worked a lot from home as we were kind of bouncing around different office, office locations at our startup. And I would, you know, early in the morning or sneak out at lunchtime or just before dark at night. But having that release, hiking is what I do to reconnect. It's sort of my church. It's my meditation. 
And it's also just a great way to shake things loose in my head that I've been grappling with and new ideas come. So um, I just am committed to taking care of myself in that way and um, feeding energy back into my workday that way. Kim, you are a badass. I have so much respect for what you're doing. And I absolutely love that your micro commitments are focused on, you know, those interpersonal skills. I can only imagine the level of stress that starting your own company uh, brings on you. And also just kind of some those, I know it's a buzzword, self-care, making sure that you're doing what's healthy for your body and soul and mind. And I, I just love it. Um, if you want to check out Adventure Lab, which is Kim's venture, check out adventurelab.fun and uh, follow their journey support them however you can and kim we're rooting for you all the way next up we have jessica daniels of jessica daniels casting and i was really intrigued to hear what she had to share about what has made an impact in her life i realized that i have a couple of micro commitments that have really become um, habitual so I'm kind of grateful to answer this question because I, I see um, what I've successfully integrated into my routine and what's still, I guess, a work in progress. But um, one thing that I do every day without fail is make my bed. Um, I just feel like it sets me up to have a good day when things at home are in place. Um, another daily commitment that I guess is a little more in progress is drinking enough water. So I've been aiming for 64 ounces. I feel like... I regularly hit 32, so that one I'm working on. Uh, another is writing things down. As I'm getting older, um, I don't have the uh, computer brain and uh, whip memory that I used to have, so um, just writing things down that I know um, are going to be important to remember later on, so whether that's meeting someone and knowing that I need to quickly jot their name down on my phone um, or just, you know, I always try to have pens and pencils on me. That's been, been um, useful in a pinch. Um, and um, lastly, I keep a gratitude journal that I don't write in every day, so it's not a daily commitment, but I would say, you know, a weekly or bi-monthly thing that I'll do. I'll just sit down and, and really quickly without editing, write down 10 things that I'm grateful for. Some of them are small, some of them are bigger. Um, but it gets me out of the, the daily grind, um, focused on things that bring me joy and, and bring my life um, added value and meaning. And it's a nice thing to go back on and read and see, you know, um, the growth over the past. I actually, I think I started this, this gratitude journal about 10 years ago. So a, a nice thing to um, reflect on the decade and to bring into the next one. Jessica, those are so lovely. I'm so grateful you took the time to share those and uh, it good, gave me a good reminder. I'm not always so good at making my bed or drinking enough water. <laughs> Writing in a journal, those are wonderful reminders. So thank you for sharing. Hey, uh, we have come to the end of the episode. If you have a micro commitment that you've made that has made a big difference in your life, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can get in touch with me by going to hannahcomacho.com or you can find me on, uh, well, I guess I'm usually on Instagram. So we'll point you in that direction. You can find me at Hannah, that's H-A-N-N-A-H, then underscore Camacho, which is C-A-M-A-C-H-O. I look forward to connecting with you and uh, until next time.